Megan, it is an absolute joy to speak with you. Unsinkable is just such a wonderful film. It's a wonderful documentary. Um, let's, I was wondering from your perspective, what excited you to be about a part of the project and how did you come to be involved? Oh, um, I was approached by the producers in April of 2020. Um, like, so the pandemic was just starting and I had no idea that seniors did synchronize swimming. So that to me was really exciting. And especially with what was going on in the world right then, I was very excited about what seemed like an optimistic, hopeful, inspiring story. Um, and I remember um, speaking to all of the participants, like, in the early days of lockdown um, and that's when I was kind of getting to know them um, and at that point we figured this COVID thing would be over in a few months and then we could start filming um, that fall or winter and then obviously that's not what happened um, we didn't get to start filming until December 2021 so like a year and a half I think after I first started speaking to people um, yeah so a long time that, that's amazing and again like as I as I see in the in the film there's I, I'm glad you bring up the pandemic because you see in the film these moments we're talking on Zoom and I mean we're doing it now it's just part of our daily lives mm -hmm. it, it yeah. absolutely is but I was wondering what it, what sort of impact that would have had on on these athletes and and not even just them as as people but even athletically like that must have really slowed things down for them it completely stopped um, for I think everyone except for Sue in Southern California where the pools were outside. Um, they all lost their pools for I think over a year in most cases with maybe a couple of like brief periods of opening and then closing again. Um, so they couldn't um, couldn't get back to practicing, couldn't compete, couldn't see their teammates, which was really heartbreaking in a lot of cases. Um, and couldn't get the exercise that they were used to. Like a lot of them just love the water and the water's the element they prefer to be in. So to not have that was really, really, really challenging. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, let's talk about synchro though, though, the impact of synchro as well, because I'm wondering from your experience with the time you've spent with them, what sort of impact does it have on them, this ability to, to be actively involved in something like this? Oh, wow. I think it's like, it's got so many benefits and like the team aspect is a big part of that like that social group but it's also obviously like it takes incredible um both like physical strength but also flexibility um but also memory is such a huge part of it um just because learning the choreography um and trying to remember what you're supposed to do at every single beat in the song um and then like not getting kicked in the head or kicking your teammate in the head um and just keeping track of all that like there's yeah there's a lot going on so it's really really good for yeah, good for probably everyone on like in all aspects, pretty much. Yeah, regardless of age, that would be yeah. that stuff is that's complicated no matter how old you are. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we need that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, you know what I was wondering too, though, like the, the something about this that, had, that brings them to life, like their their souls light up. You can just see there's there's moments mm -hmm. where they're doing. I think they're called land rolls. And uh, or even in the open, Chris is doing a land roll and he stops and he just goes, ah, <laughs> there's this few seconds of him with a giant grin on his face. And then he goes, oh, Suzanne's going to hate that, his coach. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, I guess so. But it looks so great. But, yeah. But what is it about synchro that, that brings them to life? No, it is really certainly like a joyful thing for all of them. Um, and yeah, that's a really good question. Like, I think it's, 
because it's there's certainly something similar to dance and maybe that's part of the reason it, the name got changed to artistic swimming because it is such a creative medium and there's so much expression allowed in it so you're getting to be athletic and use your body but also do all of these creative and expressive things um and i think there aren't very many outlets especially for adults anyway um in regular life so it is this like amazingly um fun collaborative creative thing and i think that's pretty joyful and and being in the water like I don't know mm. how it, it brings out a new level of athleticism. Yeah. It's remarkable. I, I guess it would be, I've heard people, other people, not in this film, describe it as like being in space. You know, you're just yeah. <laughs> feeling weightless. Um, but I, I, I need to ask you about um, Shirley. Mm -hmm. 91. Yeah. And downright shocking when she arrives because <laughs> she's not one of the, the main characters that you're, fo that you're following. Yeah. And then there's, there is Shirley. Um, yeah. Just incredible. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. Um, she, we didn't, yeah, we had not met Shirley, had not heard of Shirley until we were at the U.S. Masters Nationals in Maine. And then suddenly they announced the like 90 to 99 age category, um, which blew my mind. And then there was Shirley and she was the only one in it. Um, but she, she, like, she even did like a little land drill off to the side before starting and then went out and dove in. Um, and yeah, it was just incredible to see her still going. Um, we did a little interview with her afterwards that didn't unfortunately make the film because um, of time, but her rules are basically like, leave the house before 10 a.m., make sure you see people and don't eat anything white except cauliflower. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, there you can't get any simpler than that. That's yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, now, I wanted to ask you too. There was a very interesting conversation that takes place within the film. There are there are very few, if any, men uh, in synchronized mm. swimming. Um, certainly, we see members of the LGBTQ community involved, but I'm just wondering, from your perspective and talking with people. Why, why is it that we don't see more men in this? Oh, well, I mean, for the longest time, they they weren't allowed to compete. Um, like, it, it wasn't open really? to men. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, when Chris was a kid, um, and he doesn't get into this too much, but basically, like, he wasn't, like, synchro wasn't an option that was open to him. Um, so he, like, he became a speed swimmer um, and only was able to get into synchro much later in life, like, I think in his 60s even, actually, um, like, after his partner had died. Um, yeah, and Luther, it was the same thing. Like he was probably in his sixties, I think when he got into it, um, that's all like slowly been changing. Um, and men now can compete. I think this is the next Olympics are going to be the first time that men are allowed to compete at the Olympics. I think it's only in mixed duet, but I'm actually not a hundred percent on that, but I think basically like a man and a woman can be a duet now, and that's going to be its own category. That, that's fascinating to me because yeah. I mean we've we have ice dancing with men mm -hmm. together, but I would have assumed that it was the same thing. No, it it hasn't been until very very recently. Yeah, it's something that men have been. Um, well, no, I guess in the U.S. it's just been different categories, but certainly on the international level, um, this will be whatever Olympics is coming up. I think is the very first year that men will be able to go. Um, yeah. Wow, that's right. uh, it's interesting too because with with Chris, we have this conversation too, a little bit about erasure, you know, mm -hmm. about uh, 
the gay Olympics, if I'm using the proper term on there, the, the erasing the term Olympics. Yeah, so it's known as the gay games. Um, like when they founded, um, when they first, when they did the first gay Olympic games, which is what they called it at the time, um, the US Olympic Committee um, sued, I think the founder, um, and was basically like, they would not let them use the word Olympics. So it's been known as the gay games ever since. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I know all of the swimmers just because of um, what like they've all lived through a lot of the worst parts, really, um, of our culture from racism to homophobia to misogyny um, to ableism, like all of it and ageism as well, like their ageism is something that they're all currently facing that people are um, surprised or don't necessarily take them as seriously. Um, but then when you see them in the water, it's bananas. Well, you see that in the competitions, you know, they're <laughs> they're performing. And I, I, I forget whether it was the group or whether uh, one of, when one of the performances is happening and everybody's silent, it's mm. just shock. Um, and even the, I, the flip, the flip is unbelievable to me And the water <laughs> is, I liked it so much. We had to do it again, but it was just yeah. the sea. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, so there, there is this certain level of you need to know what we can do yeah in the midst of this film yeah yeah no definitely like and the sport itself is really interesting like in terms of exposing misconceptions because i think a lot of people like when synchro started people thought it was easy because it was only open to women they had to like wear makeup and have big smiles plastered on their faces um so it made it seem like it was just easy and it's an extraordinarily hard sport um and same with people as they get older like the assumption is that like it's just inevitable decline and people can't do what they used to be able to do but yeah these guys certainly all kick right back against that yeah well with that being said what what surprised you most about them oh yeah really i mean they're like incredible athleticism um like just unbelievable what they can do um like when we first met Sue, it's actually the first scene that's of her in the film where she's stretching on the side of the pool and she just was immediately like lifting her leg up by her head and then jumped in the water and was doing all these crazy laps and then just like boosting up out of the water. And it was just, un yeah, amazing. Um, and Chris too, like he's swimming. He was also doing some um, speed swimming and I think he did the 50 free in like 27 seconds or something crazy that would be a great time for anyone really and he's turning 70 this summer um and luther and monica too like they're all they're all amazing athletes yeah that's incredible uh i, I admit that this is just sort of a side question uh when i when i saw it but it's been a long time since i've seen moses snymer's name on on uh credits i was just wondering how like he growing up i mean he was the guru of city tv and all of these things i'm wondering how moses snymer got to be involved with the project <laughs> I'm unfortunately the wrong person to answer that because oh. I've never met him. When I saw his name in the credits, I was surprised, <laughs> um, especially because it's first and it was like, oh, who is that? Um, I mean, I'd heard his name before, um, but I've never met him, never spoken to him. Um, I've, yeah, heard he's done a lot and he, I guess, runs Vision Television. I should know that. We just, I wasn't ever dealing with him directly. Um, and I'm not, the producers, I guess, must have been at some point. Um, oh, okay. All yeah. right. 
yeah, I, I mean, having grown up in Toronto, that was just a name that we saw in so many projects. And oh, cool. So when when I came up, I went, oh, re really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope I get to meet him. <laughs> um, well, it, it's such a wonderful project, Megan. It really is. Uh, Thank you so much. What do you hope people take away from the film as we as we wrap up? Oh, I really hope. Um, yeah, I really hope people take away like whether or not they want to start trying like synchronized swimming. Um, I hope. I guess the realization that it's never too late to try something new and it's never too late to like go back to something you loved as a kid. Um, and really just to essentially the quote Monica at the end of the film, like to just grab a passion and hold on to that and just keep seeing where it takes you. Um, yeah, it's never too late to keep trying. Yeah. I love, I love that the way she says that the world is not yeah. as bad as we think it is. Yeah. Um, it was it's such a hopeful message. I was like, Oh, I need to hit the pool. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually started, I've never lane, lane swum in my life. Um, and I started doing that a few times after the film. because it was like, maybe that's the secret. Maybe I'll be half as fit as some of these people when I'm their age, if I can get in the water more. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'd take being half as fit as them now. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm half their age. Can I please be half as fit? Half as fit. Um, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, Megan, thank you so much for the time. I really do appreciate it. The film is Oh, great. my pleasure. It's uh yeah, I wish you the best and and I wish you the best of the festival as well. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Hot Talks is so great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. There we go.